This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder. But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms, Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Twisted News, where we get you up to speed on some of the weirdest true crime stories currently happening in the world. First up today, we're digging into the story of a 12-year-old girl who went missing and the ongoing search to find out what exactly happened to her. And then... We have a modern love story from Tinder that resulted in something horrific. Get rid of scary mysteries, twisted news. Number one, an elusive grave, the search for Sarah Wood. In the expanses of upstate New York, we bring you a story of haunting persistence. This is not just about the tragic loss of a young girl named Sarah Wood but also about a relentless pursuit for closure, one that spanned three decades and has crossed multiple state lines. It was a hot summer day back on August 18th of 1993 when Sarah, who was just 12 years old at the time, just up and vanished. She was riding her bike home from the Norwich Presbyterian Church in Litchfield, New York, which is located about an hour east of Syracuse, she was headed home, a journey she had made many times before. And the church, place of sanctuary, was where Sarah's father served as the pastor, and that then became the starting point of a mystery that would grip this community for many years to come. And volunteers by the hundreds combed the woods and surrounding fields, and the Rescue Sarah Center was quickly established where calls poured in offering assistance and potential leads. Her story then made the rounds on popular shows back then, like 48 Hours and America's Most Wanted, but ultimately, they got nothing. 
A turning point, though, in this mysterious case came around five months later when Lewis Lent Jr., a janitor from North Adams, Massachusetts, was arrested after trying to abduct 12-year-old Rebecca Savarese at gunpoint. While in custody, he would go on to confess to several heinous crimes, including the murder of James Bernardo, who was also 12 years old. And that boy had been abducted when he went to see a movie at a theater where Lent worked as a custodian. He also said he was guilty of the abduction and murder of Sarah at the time, saying he buried her at Raquette Lake in the Adirondacks. An intense search of the area revealed no sign of the girl, though. And after that, Lent said he was lying about the location. Ultimately, it seemed he enjoyed wasting police resources likely kept the secret of where she was as some sort of leverage for himself. Herkimer County District Attorney Jeffrey Carpenter has been at the forefront of this investigation for years, tirelessly working to unearth the truth. Carpenter describes Lent as a psychopathic child murderer. Despite numerous interactions with Lent over the years, the elusive secret of Sarah's grave remains just that, a secret. Recently, though, the search for Sarah led investigators to the Dom Hiking Trail in Vermont's vast Green Mountain National Forest. This potential breakthrough, based on a rare slip of detail from Lent, mobilized over 80 troopers and forest rangers, accompanied by canine units. They combed through the dense, sprawling wilderness, but their efforts, though mighty, ended in no sign of the girl. Carpenter theorizes that Lent's refusal to reveal Sarah's burial site is a twisted form of control, a way to maintain a connection with his victim. This theory is further compounded by the possibility that Sarah might not be alone in her undisclosed grave, suggesting Lent's crimes could be even more extensive than we know. Despite Lentz's confession to Sarah's murder, the lack of a tangible gravesite has hindered legal proceedings in New York, a situation Carpenter is determined to rectify. He seeks to bring Lent back to New York to face the consequences of his actions, an endeavor requiring intricate multi-state cooperation. The impact of Sarah's disappearance extends beyond the confines of just the investigation. It's altered the entire fabric of Herkimer County, a community that once reveled in its simplicity and safety. Sarah's case has become more than a professional obligation for all those involved. It's evolved into a personal crusade. Retired officers, once integral parts of the investigation, continue to stay connected, driven by a shared commitment to bring peace to Sarah's family and the community. As the years pass, the mystery of Sarah Wood's final resting place remains unsolved. For Carpenter and his team, the journey continues fueled by the hope that one day they'll uncover the answers that have eluded them for so long, bringing long-awaited closure to all those involved. Number 2. Fatal Tinder Triangle In the digital age, the quest for companionship often leads many to the virtual world of online dating apps. Such was the path of a young woman and two men whose lives intertwine tragically in this strange story of jealousy, obsession, and violence, showing that sometimes even fleeting connections 
can veer into the darkest corners of the human psyche. In Rancho Cordova, California, 31-year-old Damon Benson found himself absolutely enthralled with a 29-year-old woman who he went out on a few dates with. But her charm also captivated another man, 48-year-old Cameron Gabriel. And it was this dual affection that set the stage for a tumultuous love triangle, one that spiraled completely out of control very fast. As the authorities ultimately pieced together the events, a harrowing sequence of actions by Benson took shape. When he heard about another man in his Tinder date's life, he was completely overcome by jealousy. He brought the woman to his apartment where he decided to hold her captive. The extent of his torment was unfathomable. In a heinous act reflecting deep-seated hatred, he etched marks into her back while she was bound to the ceiling. But this act of cruelty held a darker purpose. He wasn't merely content in punishing her. Benson wanted the address of his rival, Cameron Gabriel. The confrontation with Gabriel was inevitable. Benson, driven by a mix of rage and jealousy, went over to the man's apartment in the middle of the night, barged in and shot him before fleeing. Recently at his trial, his claim of self-defense crumbled under the weight of surveillance footage which depicted a sinister midnight encounter culminating in the gunfire and Benson yelling, that's right, as he left. The aftermath of this tragedy left many who knew Gabriel to mourn his loss. He was someone who had recently returned to California and just wanted to try and meet someone through the dating apps, having no idea that he'd be connected to such a maniac. His obituary painted the picture of a vibrant soul, individual whose presence brought light and laughter, and who approached life with a positive, infectious energy. Benson's fate was sealed by the justice system, with the Placer County DA's office announcing a sentence that reflected the gravity of his crimes. He received 71 years to life in prison, a tenure that echoed the profound loss and suffering caused by his actions. The conviction spanned a spectrum of charges, including murder, torture, and aggravated mayhem. Jeffrey Moore, the supervising deputy district attorney, encapsulated the sentiment following the sentencing. The removal of Benson from society was imperative, a necessary measure to prevent further victimization. His words resonated with a community shaken by the brutality of Benson's actions and the harm inflicted upon two lives caught in a fatal triangle of misguided affection and obsession. So there were two of the strangest and most morbid stories that we have for you guys today. If you want more creepy true crime podcasts, then check out our other one called Everytown, where we do deep dives into the strangest cases that you've never heard of. We also have exclusive content down in the links in the description if you're craving even more true crime. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We appreciate it very much. I'll see you soon.